I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself depending on the subject matter and your needs. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, a new experiment for us all, plus new paranormal baby monitor footage. (laughs) It's pretty interesting. But let's start with the experiment. I live in Las Vegas, and you probably know that Lake Mead, the country's largest reservoir, is drying up. And this may sound a little bit uh, insensitive, but it's actually kind of good for my business because they're finding new dead bodies about every week as the water level drops and People love hearing the stories about it on my haunted Boulder City ghost and UFO tour since Boulder City was created to house the dam workers back in the 1930s. Boulder City is right there next to the dam. But look, this is a serious issue that actually affects the entire country. I'll explain why in a minute. Scientists say the lake is pretty much doomed. And my wife, Lauren, said to me, Why don't you create a mass manifestation experiment with your audience to see if we can reverse this and help fill the lake again? And I thought it was a great idea. So I called my buddy, the wishing machine maestro, Dr. Mulder, and pitched the idea to him. And here is a recording of that phone call. Dr. Mulder, I am sure you have seen the national news about how low the water levels are at Lake Mead here in Nevada. 
right? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I mean, it's uh, some people are getting really frightened because the the levels are at less than thirty percent of capacity. And right. the funny thing is, uh, I mean, if this becomes a disaster, it's not just going to be a problem for people here in the Southwest. We're talking about a chain reaction uh, all throughout the economy in this country because it's going to affect all the prices and availability of foods that are grown. It's going to uh, affect the amount of food that's grown for cattle and mm-hmm. the whole beef trade. I mean, we will feel the ripple effect through through the whole country. And we We've been getting actually a ton of rain recently. Uh, really? Yeah. As a matter of fact, over the past two weeks, it has rained uh, about the equivalent of two years. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting a lot of rain, but still, that's only raising the levels like, you know, three or four inches. And so all these climate scientists are saying, like, look, the only way for that lake to get full again is if we get some big snowfalls in the Rockies that melt. And that's what really ultimately feeds the lake. But then I have like these reports from climate scientists, like I'm looking at one right now by a couple of guys named Brad Udall and Jonathan Overpeck. And they're saying this can never happen again. You know, the climate is, has shifted too far. We're never going to have, have enough snow in the, in the Rockies to fill that lake back up again. Mm-hmm. So I know that you have had some great success experimenting with methods to modify and enhance weather. And so I'm thinking that you and I should head up this project with our audience here to get everybody to participate in trying to manifest a lot of snow in the Rockies this coming winter heading into 2023. So uh, how do you feel about that? Oh, I, I, I'm loving the idea. This kind of reminds me back of the old Art Bell days when uh, he was using collective consciousness, uh, you know, the audience to get together and think about rain, you know, having forest fires, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I, I think this is just a, a great, uh, you know, great tribute to uh, some of his work. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. All for it. Okay, so it's one thing when you sit down and you work on a project by yourself like this. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that we have thousands of people, I mean, potentially millions of people, depending on how many people hear about this experiment, but at least thousands of people working together. Uh, what are our marching orders? How do we all uh, organize this effort and what does everybody need to do? Well, you know, I'm kind of biased here because I use radionics devices on a lot of these things. Wishing and I think machines. I probably, yeah, wishing machines. Exactly. And, uh, you know, one of my first experiments and, uh, you know, I've. I think it was, uh, it started out as a practical joke and I really didn't know what to expect. And it was to uh, bring rain to the desert over in the Middle East. And I had a client over there who was kind of, you know, I was working on a particular project for this uh, individual and it, you know, it was taking a little bit longer than they thought it would. And they were kind of losing their faith in, uh, you know, in the abilities of the wishing machine. And so what I decided to do, I asked him this, uh, uh, question I said how many times does it rain uh where you're located at and he said well i might get a couple of spring showers uh you know during the year uh you know hey uh dr Mulder, i live in a desert you know we you know we don't get that kind of rain i said really okay so i went ahead and used a homemade or uh organite or you can use an orgone generator organite both will work and uh I set a machine for this energy to be projected to this person's location. And in a matter of about two weeks, a storm 
front that was coming out of India goes uh, travels through the Persian Gulf, goes north right to where they're located at, and dropped over six inches of rain in less than a 24-hour period, right in the middle of the desert. So uh, this proved to me that this can be easily done by anybody. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Okay. And, well, but now but let's let's obviously you have a lot of experience you have a lot of machinery um mm-hmm. and i haven't yet talked extensively about organ and organite on this program i will at some mm-hmm. point in the future um mm-hmm. but uh for people who don't have a wishing machine um and of course if you have a wishing machine then i think it's great to just simply what take a picture of the the location like the rockies and maybe mm-hmm. a picture of a blizzard and put it in, into the machine and, and tune it, right? I mean, that's a simple way of doing it, right? That is um, the simplest, yes. But mm-hmm. now, and and so, but if, um, and, and just leave it running if you can, you know, leave it running during the peak time for snowfall. Right. Um, but for people who don't even have a machine and don't really experiment with this stuff, uh, how can they participate? Well, I think this will come under the heading of psionics more than radionics. I'm not sure about this. Uh, what I would do if I did not have a radionics machine or a wishing machine, um, I would basically take a, a picture of the location, the target, uh, also something that represents what it is you're trying to affect, which is the water level. So maybe, like you said, a blizzard, um, snowfall, that kind of a thing, the snow-capped mountains, whatever, something that means or that represents uh, heavy snowfall to the operator. Uh, I would take that and also – possibly build a simple orgone generator that's a possibility there you can see uh, you can look on the web you'll find a million different designs uh, to make these things out of they're very cheap to make um, and use that as a part of the uh, experiment to project that energy you can do this uh, you know through your own mind just by uh, by your intent of projecting that energy from the orgone generator or a piece of organite uh, directly to that location. This is one way of doing this. Uh, I've seen other things, you know, other modalities where people are using um, things that could be considered magic. You know, they use candle work, uh, the sigils that they make, that kind of a thing. I mean, there's so many different ways to go about this. As they, yes, the old saying says, there's a you know more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, it seems to me like maybe the simplest thing. Well, I guess the very simplest thing is to just pray, you know, just to mm-hmm. put the thought out there and just to, to think, uh, to visualize what you want to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And but then I guess the next step would be similar to what I think you're describing is maybe a vision board where you take yes. you take a picture of the location. You take a picture of snow capped mountains. You lay it on top of there. You write some dates on it and then you just look at it every day and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of times that works best if you actually place it underneath a bright light source, like a mm-hmm. bright lamp or something. Um, that right. seems to help. And and then, and of course, if you've got a wishing machine, you should already know how to tune it and just tune it for that. But otherwise, I guess, like you said, uh, a lot of people who listen to this show have found a manifestation method that works best for him or her. And so, therefore, it's like take whatever manifestation method that, that you like and at, at least use it to participate with everybody else in this effort. And let's just see if we can all get a big snowfall or big snowfalls this winter that will fill up that lake beyond what the scientists believe is possible. 
Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I will tell you more about this experiment and other experiments you can participate in. And you have to sign up for my free e-newsletter if you want the latest, if you want the breaking news. And by the way, um, my current e-newsletter provider has been having some technical problems and some people have not been receiving the newsletter. So I'm testing out another service right now as well. So as I go through this period of time, you might actually get two e-newsletter emails from me that are identical because I'm going to be using two services to send the same message for a little while to see which one I like the best. Sorry if that's a little bit annoying, but you know, it's a small price to pay for me to make sure I'm using the very best service. So if you get redundant messages for a little while, you'll know what's going on. But if you want to be a part of this, here's how you go uh, sign up. Go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. You'll see a little box there where you put your email address in and you hit submit. And you will instantly receive some links to me, uh, links from me to some really cool free gifts, some online content that will help you immediately start making your life more magical and helping you manifest some really good things. Okay, so I hope you'll be a part of it and you'll see why it's so popular. Sign up for the e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And I want to mention something since you just uh, listened to some commercials. Uh, once in a while, I will get an email from a listener who will say, I don't want to listen to your show anymore because I didn't agree with what such and such commercial said. And what you have to realize is that um, the commercials on this show vary depending on the platform. So, like, for example, the other day I listened to this show on iHeart and then I listened on Spotify and then I listened on Stitcher and they, they were all different commercials. So um, it's not like that there's one set of commercials that – uh, it, it, it consistently appears on all of these. So if you don't like the commercials you're hearing, try a different platform. <laughs> okay. But back to the experiment. Now, look, here's the thing. We are going to sort of, uh, vaguely start preparing our minds to create more uh, snow in the Rockies this winter. But as we get closer, to that, then I am going to also start giving specific dates and times when I want us all to coordinate and us all to be projecting at once. So that, that will happen as we get into the winter months. And, um, if I forget, remind me because I have a lot going on. <laughs> and I also want you to realize that uh, this is a great time. If, if you don't have a wishing machine or you just want to learn more about them, go to my and Dr. Mulder's website, wishingmachineproject.com. There's a lot of cool free stuff there. Uh, you can go there and just learn what these things are all about. For example, uh, if you click on workshops right now, there is a, a free movie that you can watch that I made about how these things work. I think it's over two hours. You can read uh, testimonials. Uh, if you click the section that says news, there's a link to some frequently asked questions. Uh, that'll be very helpful. It's in red there, FAQ. And then below 
on that news page, uh, you'll see all kinds of little instructional videos that I've done, like webinars and stuff on YouTube over the years. So you can learn a lot more about all, all of this stuff if you just go to wishingmachineproject.com. I also want to say that, um, you, you know, if you're, if you're worried about me dying of thirst here in Las Vegas, uh, I need to clarify that what's happening here is actually not a, a, a tragedy, at least at this point, for the people who live here. And that is because the water that we consume that goes down the drain is almost 100% recycled. Uh, Las Vegas has the most efficient and powerful water uh, cleansing and redistribution redistrib- system in the world. The best scientists are here. And so they say that, like, look, this is not going to really impact you if you just live in a normal house. Uh, now, now I'm lucky because I do have a swimming pool and they're restricting people from building swimming pools from now on of a certain size. So, you know, I got my house earlier this year, so I lucked out on that. But, um, but they say that the vast majority, the vast majority of the water that's being used, it's being distributed to, you know, California and Arizona and New Mexico. This is for outdoor purposes. This is for agriculture. This is for watering crops. It's for, uh, again, you know, keeping, um, everything. Basically, it's for just like, you know, growing things that cows and people eat, you know. So I'm not going to die of thirst here. And I, and there are other things to eat. So this is not like a, a big problem for a normal person who lives here. Um, but, uh, it is a problem for all of us if it starts affecting the, the food chain and the food supply. And then, you know, suddenly you have an economic issue that you have to deal with. But, uh, but we're fine here in terms of having, you know, water to drink and to be able to bathe and to have a reasonable swim and a reasonable pool and your reasonable backyard. A lot of people have huge lawns here, which are very unnecessary. And by the way, you know, you look at places like the Bellagio that have the big giant fountains shooting up into the air right there on the strip. Um, they say that actually, um, the Bellagio taps into a private well, um, for a lot of their water. So they're not even, that's not even a big issue for them. Um, but anyway, uh, this is something that we will definitely focus more on. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, this is just, you know, an opportunity for us to do an experiment and say like, okay, well, if all these scientists are saying it's that dire and nothing can be done about it, hmm, well, that sounds like a challenge, doesn't it? So let's see what we can do. I have got some very interesting stuff to share with you. I've been getting a lot of, uh, wild emails from people. You know, I always do, but I've had a particularly interesting run lately. And one of them I received recently was from a man in Pennsylvania, and he would like to remain anonymous, and that's totally fine. I mean, I've got all of his information, but, uh, you know, I always respect people's privacy. And you may or may not know that, um, you know, I was, I've been in a lot of different publications all over the world, and I was in the Wall Street Journal, uh, in the edition that was published on Wednesday, August 14th, 2019, a reporter contacted me, a writer, and said, I'm doing an article and it's about haunted baby monitors. Okay. And the article was actually called My Baby Monitor is Haunted, Tales of Parental Fright. And this whole article uh, was about all these people 
all over the world now who are seeing these bizarre anomalies on baby monitors. I mean, we have more of them than ever before, of course, you know, in all of history. And so people are getting more of an opportunity to see weird things. And some people are freaking out because they're very particular about what's around their baby, you know, understandably. And so, uh, you know, in, in that article, I was giving some just some insight on my opinion on how to analyze certain things and whether or not parents should be worried and all that. And I'll get to my opinion in a moment. But here is the email that I received from this man in Pennsylvania. He says, I've captured a series of bizarre and unsettling phenomena on my son's infrared baby monitor and was wondering if you could take a look. It's driving me crazy because I've never seen anything like this and I'm really not sure what to make of it. And I'm actually concerned. I just find it super interesting that there is so much activity that seems to be purposeful in its movement and unique in its appearance. My wife is convinced it is dust or insects, but I just can't wrap my head around that. The apparent spontaneous materialization, the trajectory, the varying speeds and directions, the appearance that in some cases they just settle for a second and then vanish, it's driving me nuts. Thank you in advance for your help. Okay, so I took some, with his permission, I took some clips of what he's seeing here and i i slowed them down and i posted them online i'm going to tell you where you can watch these in a minute and when i um i was actually quite uh surprised by what i saw i thought i would probably be seeing dust or insects just like his wife was presuming but i saw some things that yeah that didn't look quite like the normal stuff um and again, before I before I get into this, let me just point out something. Uh, when I was a kid, I started experimenting with photography when I was very young. I mean, I, I started by making stuff like a camera obscura, which is basically like a shoebox with a magnifying glass. And you put it in a dark room and you point it toward a, an illuminated object and it projects an image of that object inside the shoebox, you know, and uh, and it's it's upside down. That's basically how all cameras work. From there, cameras just use different means of somehow recording that projection. And back when we were using film, there were, there were still a lot of variables, but there were still only so many variables when it comes to like what kind of camera and what kind of film and what kind of, you know, lenses and filters and what kind of shutter speed and all that kind of, I mean, it was more manageable to look at those variables and figure out what was being captured. When the digital age hit, all of that absolutely changed because now there are so many variables regarding how an image an actual, the actual photons reflecting off of an object are turned into a digital recording that you can literally take, I don't know, 10 different digital cameras and film the same anomaly and it looks different on every single camera. And there are now so many different kinds of cameras out there. I think that it's impossible for one person to be an expert in all of them and to be able to take a look at something like this and be like, here's what it is conclusively every time. And so the great thing about having a show like this is, well, 
the best thing you can do is take this and make it public and let everybody, you know, thousands of people look at it. And then maybe somebody out there will recognize what it is and, and be able to, uh, you know, give an opinion and say, okay, I've seen this before. I have that same type of baby monitor. You know, I have that same type of digital camera, whatever. And here's what this is. So, okay, I, I'll, I'm going to go, uh, we're going to take a break here during the break. Why don't you go look at this? Okay. And then I'm going to tell you what I, what I think about it. Uh, if you go to my website, joshuapwarren.com, click the link to the curiosity shop right there at the top of the homepage. And then scroll down and somewhere on that page toward the bottom in big letters, you will see the word baby, B-A-B-Y. Okay. Click that link and you're going to see two short clips played first in normal speed and then slowed down. You take a look at those if you can during the break. If not, that's cool. When we come back, I will describe them to you. And I'll tell you what I think may be going on here. I'm Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Right now, the only way to see this video from this man in Pennsylvania is to go to joshuapwarren.com, click the link to the Curiosity Shop, scroll down Till you find the big letters, the word baby, B-A-B-Y, click that and it will take you currently, as I record this, to an unlisted video. It's only 50 seconds long and you will see it is a typical black and white kind of night vision baby monitor. I don't know how old this little boy is, but, you know, he just looks like a typical baby boy in a crib and the camera is... Uh, over top of the crib, looking down, nice big view of the whole thing. And the man sent me a number of videos. And, uh, here's what you have to realize. I don't, when, when, when I send, uh, when somebody sends me a video and I think it's worthy of further analysis, I don't just analyze it myself. I have a team of people and I send it out and I get everybody's opinion. And I do that because that's the, the most thorough way to give initial feedback. And, uh, and I have to keep that team sometimes confidential because believe it or not, there are people who will email me and say, I have something paranormal here. And when you write them back and say, actually, we don't think it's paranormal. It's explainable. They get really mad and they, they want to start attacking. <laughs> Whoever says it's not paranormal, you know, and it's so silly, but that's just the reality. So it's a sensitive subject. Some people get really obsessed with the idea that they have something paranormal and they just won't let it go. So in some of the footage that he sent me, um, there were things that we all agreed we could not distinguish from possible dust or insects or reflections. Okay. So, and, and I mean, I'm not saying. We know what it is. I'm just saying we there's not enough there for us to distinguish it. But there were two clips in particular that stood out to me. I'm watching this right now. The first clip shows the, the baby sitting there upright. And then it seems like just like all of a sudden right next to him. And there's nobody else in the in the video. This ball of light just kind of appears out of nowhere. And uh, and it sh- and it shoots right up 
past the camera, changing perspective as it goes by. And I mean, again, it's just like, this is something that just appeared as a, a ball of light. And it obviously seems to be occupying three-dimensional space because you can see it change perspective and it gets up and shoots off. And I don't know what that is, but my favorite one is clip number two. Now, let me explain something about clip number two in this picture. Okay. It's the very same angle in this video, same angle, uh, except this time the baby is asleep and the father is actually in this video. Uh, he was sleeping next to the crib and he actually has a blanket up over his head and he is looking at his cell phone so that uh, under the blanket so that the light does not disturb the baby. Now, I'll just point this out because one of the weird things is that uh, on this camera, the light from his cell phone comes across as if it's flashing. So this has something to do about the, the frame rate of this camera. So you're going to see him lying there under this blanket, this sheet or whatever, with like a flashy light underneath. Just ignore that. That's not what we're interested in. What we're interested in is all of a sudden you see first, there's this little, you know, anomaly, like a little orb-like thing that just goes shooting across the screen from left to right. Okay, no biggie. But the next thing is what really looks surprising. Uh, we are, the camera is looking down at the crib and you can see the wall of the house behind the crib. And all of a sudden it looks so clear to me. One of these little balls of light just sort of pops out of the wall. It looks like it came through the wall from somewhere else outside some other dimension, whatever you want to call it. And it just pops out and zooms over in a big arc over the baby's crib in a big arc. Uh, it's, it looks almost like some, some a cricket of energy has just manifested and, and hopped through the wall and lands right at the foot of the crib. Now that one is wild to me because I've never seen anything that looks like it just came through the wall like that. And so look, uh, you, you should, you should definitely watch this. It's a, it's for 50 seconds. It's a free video. It's well worth your time. Now, obviously this man is worried about, about this. And the first thing I told him was, look, I can't, explain to you exactly what this is. And I, I have put him in touch with some other Im imaging analysts who might be able to give him guidance because he is so curious. He wants to know more and more about other new footage he's getting. I told him, and I think I said something to this effect in the, in the article I, I referenced as well. Um, there is no need to worry if you start seeing these weird anomalies around your kid on the baby monitor. Um, look, some of these could just be optical illusions because there are so many variables. But um, let's go for a worst case scenario. All right. Even if you have a demon that crawls out of Hades and creeps up to your baby, I believe your baby is going to be fine. And that is in part because that babies are the best of us. Now, I don't have kids, so I'm not necessarily a fan of babies. 
they pretty much just cry on airplanes and annoy me. But honestly, um, I think a lot of the power uh, around babies is sort of represented by the this quote from Jesus in the Bible, uh, Matthew chapter eight. Uh, it says he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, look, you may or may not believe in the words of the Bible, but I'm using this as an example a lot of religions and a lot of spiritual philosophies feel this way that if you're seeing something paranormal around your kid, it's more likely that it is a protective spirit, that it could be something angelic, could be one of the ancestors. Um, there are far, far, far more stories about babies surviving miraculously uh, in bad situations than there are of bad things happening to babies. I mean, you know, you have these stories about the tornado that rips through the town and annihilates everything. And then right in the middle of it is this like perfectly unscathed baby in a tree on a limb or whatever. And it just seems impossible. So I, after my 30 years of professional paranormal investigation work, I do not believe that there is a reason to be afraid when these anomalies start appearing around your child. Um, and look, uh, it could be the location, but he wrote me and he said, we went on vacation and they're still appearing on vacation. So it seems like that there's something around the child. And uh, I think it's protecting the child. Um, I would be, I would be, I could make a cruel joke and I could be like, Oh, your child is the beast. I'm not going to do that because that would be, again, I have a sick sense of humor. No, it's, it's the opposite of that. Okay. I think the baby is being protected. And that is what you should presume most of the time when you see this. But, you know, we'll keep looking at it. And, uh, hey, if you look at that footage and you see something that I don't see or you have some insight, well, let's hear about it. Okay. Um, I have another really interesting email and, uh, and I want to thank him also for sending that to me and, and giving me permission to share that with you. I have another interesting email that I want to tell you about. This is one that I was particularly struck by because the, I, the guy who emailed this to me, he's obviously a very smart guy. He asked me a really simple question and I had to think for a little while about the best way to articulate my answer. And I'm not sure that I did the best job um, because uh, this is one of those, again, it's a simple question, but it kind of challenges my ability to articulate what I have found in my experiments and my beliefs. And so I'm going to read you his question is about like, okay, he listened to the podcast where I was talking about like uh, the secret, you know, the, the, the deep secret behind everything. And I was saying, uh, you know, I was talking about the idea of karma that, you know, um, when you produce something out there, you know, good things come back to you, but there's also balance in the universe. And so this idea of balance was kind of making him wonder like, well, if there's balance, does that mean when you produce something good, then something negative has to happen somewhere out there? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? And um, so when we come back, I'm going to read to you his actual question 
and then the answer that I gave. And I also want to update you on this uh, oddball little experiment that I did recently with a, uh, a trunk that I bought from my friend Murray the Magician, who has he has a big magic show here on the Vegas Strip. He's a legend on the Strip. Everybody knows Magical Murray, and he's been all over TV, and like America's Got Talent, and Finn uh, and Teller's show, and I got this trunk that he has used in his stage shows and traveled around the world, and I wondered, is it possible there's some real magic in there? Like a topa? from the audience that got projected in there. I'll tell you about that when we come back as well. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. 
So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And yeah, I met Murray the Magician years ago. And one of my favorite TV shows is Pawn Stars on the History Channel. And of course, it's based out of Las Vegas. And so um, I actually met Murray um, because there's a barbecue restaurant there right next to the pawn shop that Rick Harrison owns. And I happened to go in there one evening and Murray was there and we started talking and we, we actually filmed some stuff together after that. Anyway, Murray, you know, he's been he's been doing this kind of stuff, the magic uh, since he was, again, a teenager. I mean, you drive down the Vegas Strip, and there's a huge billboard with his face on it. And, you know, he's he's everywhere. And I actually interviewed him on one edition of my uh, old podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily, which you can search for. There are over 500 of those that you can listen to for free anytime you want. But the language is sometimes R-rated, so remember that. Uh, so uh, Murray... Um, he got one of his first jobs in magic was on cruise ships, you know, and he would travel all around the world on cruise ships. And he's just, you know, he's had so many opportunities that eventually led him to being this headliner on the strip. And one of his famous tricks that he developed was this trick where he would take um, a rack of CDs and then uh, he'd pull a CD out and he'd break it into pieces and then he would restore it. And that trick was much more elaborate than you'd think. Uh, it, it, act, it had to be stored in its own trunk, its own big trunk. And that trunk traveled with Murray all over the place. It's really cool, just like typical industrial looking old magician's trunk. It has Murray stenciled on top of it. And Murray, he just bought a new house and he's cleaning out some of his stuff. And so um, he put the trunk up for sale and I said, I'll take it immediately, you know. So I bought this trunk and my um, my uh, curiosity led me to think, is it possible that he took this the restoration trick all over the world and thousands of people focused their energy on it, trying to use their imagination and believe that it would manifest something, that it would restore something? Is that energy still somehow resonating in this box? And so I took two mushroom growing kits that you can get off of Amazon for like less than 20 bucks. And I put one on top of his trunk and then one beside it as a control. And it took eight days for them to grow. And the one on his trunk grew bigger and fuller than the one that was not on his trunk. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So I shot a little video about that and posted it to my Twitter account at Joshua P Warren. If you want to go and watch this, it's only like 90 seconds, but, um, 
I'm going to do more experiments with this now, and I want to see what happens if I put stuff inside the trunk, like the Ark of the Covenant. What happens if you put stuff in this trunk? This trunk was made for magical stage illusions in showbiz, but is it possible that there is some real magic in that old hat, like Frosty the Snowman's, right? So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. If you haven't seen that yet, you can go and you can check it out on my Twitter feed. Okay, here is this email that I got that I thought was really interesting, and it came from a man named Stephen, and he listened to the show that I did about the secret story of everything, and uh, he said, this was an interesting show. I do wonder about your statements regarding balance, the as above, so below, and for one to go up, another falls. I wonder how that plays in with tools like the prayer board and the wishing machine. When I try to manifest growth for my business, does that mean I am promoting the loss of revenue for another business? Great question, isn't it? So I had to think about how to, again, articulate um, my what I've observed from my experiments and my beliefs on this. And here's how I replied. And I don't know if I did a good job or not. So you tell me. But this is what I, you know, I think you'll get what I'm trying to say here. So I said, hi, Stephen. Good question. What this means is that when you produce something positive, something negative in the universe is reinforced somewhere. But the good news is that the negative thing will not affect you. It will affect someone who is sympathizing with negativity. Something negative will happen to the negative person. And that is why sympathetic resonance is a key. To oversimplify, if you're a good person and you produce something good, you will continue resonating with that via sympathetic resonance and goodness will flow back to you. But your opposite, a bad person, is going to have a bad experience due to your actions because that person resonates with the bad. This is why we have this energy slash moral slash spiritual battle on this plane where the two forces are always pushing back and forth. It's a combo of sympathetic resonance and for every action, there is an opposite but equal reaction. Did that make sense? I, I don't know. I hope so. May, you know, maybe I should think about that more and try to try to word it more clearly. But again, very smart guy. Simple question made me think about how to answer it. And there you go. So thank you for that question, Stephen. Uh, OK, I got this message from Sean. Sean says, I recently discovered your podcast as suggested by an algorithm. I listen to you every day on my long drive to and um, uh, to and from work, and I am up to December of 2021. Occasionally, my son, who is seven years old, will hear the tail end of a show, and he really enjoys the good fortune tone. Last weekend, inspired by your show, I decided to talk to Henry about good luck. He's half Irish, and I told him that Irish people are inherently lucky. I told him about how amazing my trips to Ireland have been and about my favorite places in the hills of Wicklow. 
A few weeks ago, I bought him a book about his favorite subject, dinosaurs. And as children's books do these days, it came with a small trinket. It came with a dinosaur talon on a string that you can wear around your neck. And the talon was left in his playroom and ignored. Well, for some reason, I woke up early on Saturday and said, Hey, wear this talon. It's your good luck charm, and we'll have a lucky weekend. And he goes on to say, uh, They went out and had a great dinner. After dinner, we strolled through a neighborhood that we had never visited before outside of Boston, and we found a record shop. We went in. And we found two very rare original pressings of John Coltrane albums. At the register, the owner of the shop said, Wow, I just put those out this morning. On Sunday, we went to a carnival. And when we got to the entrance, a woman gave us $70 in ride tickets that she was not going to use. Unbeknownst to us, there was a magic show about to start when we got there. We grabbed some corn dogs and sat down, and it was a great show. And after the show, the magicians gave Henry a magic wand, a plastic tube with white tips. And when we got home, Henry was thinking about illusions, and he was immediately able to pull one of the tips off and turn a pencil into a pen. Finally, after we got off the Ferris wheel and were heading home, Henry found a $5 bill on the ground. And we gave our extra ride tickets to a young couple who had just arrived. Hope you get to read this, Sean. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Sean. You know what? That's a wonderful report. And uh, let's all let's all think about sending some good vibes Sean's way, shall we? You know, project goodness, goodness to Sean and Sean's son um, loves stories like that. Okay, we're almost out of time, but I want you to know that for over a year, I have been working on a new brand of uh, one of the world's most popular products. And I finally have all the pieces in place. And... um I don't know if I'm going to already have announced this by the time this podcast airs, but I'm really excited about it. And, uh, cause you know, I have to record these podcasts sometimes like a week before they air or whatever. But I just want to remind you, if you go to my, uh, website, and you sign up for my e-newsletter, then you'll, you'll get the first opportunity to see about this new thing. I've got, mm, I think at least one, uh, maybe a couple more new things that I want to, want to put out there the rest of this year from my new workshop here in Vegas. So all is going well. Let's have good luck. Shall we take a deep breath? If you can't close your eyes, here's the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. 
So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.